This is May 3rd at Insight Meditation Society interview group A, the Sado Tejaniya. Who wants to share the experience? <laughs> <laughs> Our lingo. Oh, sure. Beginner is a little bit stronger. Beginner is smooth. It's actually yesterday. I uh, woke up and within five minutes, this wrong attitude arose in me. Couldn't figure it out. I'm in a beautiful place. No one's talking to me. I'm not talking to anyone. I have snuck a peek, so that's another story. Um, but I wondered, why am I here? The attitude was, what's this all about? Doubt mm. came into me. And um, what you said this morning uh, was something that contributed to this doubt, and that was not staying in the present moment, going to the future, going to the past in my thoughts, and that... Um, Realized why this attitude helped me realize why this attitude arose in me. Mm -hmm. I needed to take a step back and um, get back on track. And my way of doing that is to always come back to the Four Noble Truths. I'm here because of Dukkha, um, and primarily the Second and Third Noble Truth. Awareness certainly alleviates that Dukkha. Prior to taking refuge, um, I didn't know what dukkha was. So um, this aspect of my life after refuge um, certainly makes it more meaningful. And uh, I want to appreciate this life that I've been given. Mm -hmm. And awareness helps me do that. So it got me back on track. Thank you. ไอ้ชิมาดิอินโฟอดอปชินิเลชั่นสเตปไปลูกเนี่ยเนี่ยไม่ใช่ไอ้หมอนโมฮะโพ่เนี่ยอดอปชินิสเตปไปลูกเน
And once the wisdom, another kind of wisdom comes in, he said, then that stepping away happens. That's why people, sometimes people, they try to practice, let go, step back. Sometimes okay, sometimes cannot. That's because it depends on the quality of mind. If you define a lot of strong, then they cannot let go, they cannot step back. When the samadhi awareness wisdom is wholesome mind is increased, very easy, right? But people think I can do. It is a conditioning. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, just like to ask about a couple of the experiences uh, that are very fresh with me now. Uh, so normally I go in the meditation hall through the walking room, and but uh, yesterday I came up the stairs from the outside, or was about to come up the stairs from the outside. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, paused and was uh, kind of a little overwhelmed by the feeling of being settled so firmly on the ground and the ground beneath me. And so I, uh, the wind on my face uh, and uh, just feeling of being very alive and uh, and then I saw this, uh, there was bamboo planted right next to the, the stairwell, and I, or stairway, and I felt this, uh, it looked, it was beautiful. And then I, it was kind of overwhelmed with sadness. I, I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, so I just let it be there for a while. And, and then I saw that the shaking leaves were like, like a shaking animal when, <clears throat> when, you, when you reveal an animal and it's all frightened. So, um, the bamboo was not afraid, mm. but, but there was this, so I, I was able to see kind of why I felt that way, and then returned to, to go up the steps, and before I moved, I felt this, um, everything in me was, all my muscles were very slightly, but ready. So all these seem to be in her sight or in memory, um, touch, all, different kind of awarenesses, but there seemed to be just one awareness, just that was doing it all. Um, so I'd like to ask your comment on that, because my understanding of Buddhist teaching is the you know, eye consciousness, touch consciousness, sound kind of so on. But that wasn't my experience yesterday, so maybe mm. you could help me understand that mm. uh, awareness too. But. กูรู้ว่ามึงเชื่อตะขาเนี่ยตีเนี่ยไอ้โหโหหาเรียตะเอ๋ไม่จิ๋วแต่ว่าตุอย่างเปียสุปันแท้เนี่ยแหละใช่
He says, you know, there's different levels of understanding the mind. So um, when you um, are just able to know the awareness um, and, it, you know, there is this feeling of being very present and so many objects are being known at the same time, he said, then that's what it feels like because all the objects are being known by the mind and you know that mind. So it feels like it's just one mind hmm. knowing many things. But um, at that level, we don't really know the mind very well, mm-hmm. even though we're we're seeing some some yeah, we're we're seeing some aspect of mind, but we we haven't got to the to the very nature of mind, which is much subtler. And he says, when we get to the very nature of mind, he says that's when we see that everything is mind, and that's when he says you will be able to see consciousness not see, you will understand that consciousness is there. And um, you you mentioned how every, every, everything, all objects have a consciousness, right? Like seeing consciousness, mind consciousness and so on. Now, <clears throat> those consciousnesses arise with the mind, with the object. So mind consciousness arises with the, with the mind that is being that is conscious of the touching consciousness with the touching that is uh, that it is conscious of um and that is a simultaneous like a, a pair relationship they they arise together but to actually see it it's very subtle it's um, and it can only be understood be- because what we see most clearly is the object but they're like two sides of a coin he has said before it's there they're together you can't separate them but you can know that there is a different nature when you know an object that that it's through the consciousness that we're able to access watching my awareness of the thing awareness of the self knowing my own so what we find easier to know is the awareness itself yeah. so that mind that you think is knowing all the objects that mind that is knowing all the objects is the awareness it's not the consciousness right. which is paired with each object yeah. thank you okay. thank you He said, try touching these two fingers on both hands to the thumbs. No, you, no. Do you feel like it's the same knowing, both of them? Tricky. <laughs> if you touch them alternately, it might feel clearer. Oh, I'm a bit so different object, different knowing mind, different consciousness, but the awareness is always, I mean, the awareness is um, watching. Is watching. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. I mean, the awareness changes, but you know, it feels like it's, it's here, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, so to clarify the awareness isn't permanent. Static, either, no? yeah. Yeah, but right. thing is because of the, you cannot see the, this clearly yet. They mm-hmm. know that they understand, they know that there is a one mind is watching. But this mind also changing. Yeah. Yes. But later. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <coughs> 
this is one touching or two touching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very interesting investigating. <laughs> that means investigate. We are aware, aware, and we need to know everything about this experience. Okay. <clears throat> I'm having, I'm having a funny experience, I think, of uh, seeing that right effort, for me, um, is, is much less effort than I usually put in. Right effort got together to quarantine love and hope for the love. Yes. Yeah. Good. Quarantine love and hope for the love. Yeah, usually our defilements are in there with the effort, making it a bit too much. Love and hope. Greed or delusion, actually. Delusion, not knowing how much is necessary or not. Yeah, mm. yeah they're, they're still there. The greed is still there. The, yeah, like the greed is going to hatred. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's, it's more subtle and insipid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like uh, laziness is, is helping me. Um, <laughs> ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็ซึ่งมันก็
Yeah, so relaxing helps to relax the defilements, he says. So that's really meditation. Focus a little more. Yeah, so we don't have to focus to meditate. Okay. <clears throat> this is kind of my experience. I have realized this week that even when I think I'm peaceful, I'm really hardly ever peaceful. Hardly mm. ever. I go inside and investigate. There's there's a subtle tension often. A twin chajaji, longa, relaxed with Sometimes is it aversion or yes. greed? I don't even know. Right. I ask, is there something I'm wanting to happen that isn't happening? Or other way around? Sometimes I get an answer. But often just a low level kind of just attention in the mind. Mm-hmm. This morning, something completely different happened. And I realized, I think, I think I have finally let go of all my resistance to being here. <laughs> Even though I'm trying so hard all week, today I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm really here. There's nowhere to go. I just, something let go. Yeah. And I felt much more calm. Right. Then I asked myself, surely this must be delusion at work. <laughs> so it, my question is, is always delusion... Mm there, even when I think I'm watchful and relaxed, because I'm not enlightened yet. Yeah, some, some sort of delusion. Yeah. In our current state, he says, you know, the more wisdom there is, the less delusion there is. But it's not that delusion is gone, and even in mo- moments of great insight. Yeah, he says it's like a dark room, and the light. You know, when you turn on the light, are there? Is there any darkness? Darkness left? How powerful is that light? Our light is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Like a deep touch light, deep touch light. Like a pen light. Yeah. Pen light. Yeah. Pen light. Pen light. Pen light. Pen light. Pen light. Mm. Yeah, and you know the defilements, you know, seeing that very, at a very deep level, at a very subtle level, at a very subtle level, there's still a little tension. He said that's really true. Um, as the more, uh, you know, the stronger the awareness becomes, the more subtle we see. We discover that actually there's always a little tension still left over. Two things I will not define as a chance I'll do it a five level of the five, four, three, two loves as well. Define a zero thing. I'm not in love, see the good man. Yeah. He says on a scale of zero to five, if a gross defilement was five, and ordinarily he says we can follow it, we can track it down to about five, four, two, and then it feels like it's gone. But when the mind becomes more subtle, the awareness is better, we can see that there's still the one and the zero. 
Yeah, and a subtle level more is happening. There's a lot happening at a subtle level that we're just not aware of ordinarily. At that level, even if on a gross level it seems like there's nothing, no defilements, at a very subtle level, defilements still have a have an opportunity to keep going because they're not seen. So this really helps to strengthen my intention. They've gone down, and then the wisdom has grown, mm. and you know, and and the wisdom has released the resistance and stuff like that. So yes, it feels, you know, more strengthening. Yeah, a lot of us meditate not because we really love meditation, but because we think it's good, we think it helps us, and so there's an internal conflict because part of us wants to do it. Consciously, and the unconscious mind doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> you want to do it, yes, Defilement and meditation. Defilement, motivation and meditation. The defilements want to have their day. <laughs> so now I don't want to follow the truck that's going down the road anymore. Truck, you pia pia time to a truck ball. Track hold it. I go and say no, you don't. Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, give it that, see, give it that, that one. Yeah, he says meditating is the opposite of everything the defilements want to do. And so, of course, the defilements, they try to tell you that they want something else. <laughs> okay, very good. You see that. Mm. Yes. Question about stories. <clears throat> I mentioned this morning the stories in the past, of the mind and its awarenesses in the present. And then you also mentioned that we're not interested in the story, but I found myself able to have a story come up and watch the story as thought. My normal technique would have been use label thought in a way of room to sweep away the, the storyline. But this time it was just story, mm. and, I, and I, the story just kept running, it didn't yeah. go away, but it okay. just sort of ran and ran and ran. Should be, yeah. But you were aware. I was aware. Yeah, right. The whole time. Yeah. That's how it should be. So then what, what um, did Saeed Amin this morning when he said, um, we're not interested in the storyline? <laughs> right. Because I didn't see much interest there, but I, still, I was still following it. A subtle difference. When you're able to watch a story and not get lost in it, you're able to follow the story throughout. You're actually seeing the mind. And it's because you're seeing mind and you're not that interested in the story that you're able to be continuously mindful. When the mind gets interested in the story, it doesn't see the mind, then it gets, it gets sucked in then you won't be mindful anymore. So you're actually in a state where you're seeing more mind, even though it sees the story at the same time. Yeah, just, just even if it's just a very rough, the, the, the mind has tuned in and knows this is the mind sort of thing. Um, yeah. 
and that's why it's able to continue being aware. Yeah. Our initial awareness always knows the, the concept. And it's only when awareness gets better and wisdom starts coming in, wisdom sees through that same concept. Because the concept is only hiding the reality that it is that is being that it is representing. And so then wisdom sees through that and is and while you are knowing the concept is also able to understand the reality of it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I um, I think I need some great help with dukkha. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> make sure I understand it and can cope with it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> um, oh. Uh, <clears throat> so my life has been. In, when I was young, I didn't know about dukkha at all. Mm-hmm. In my middle life, I was suffering. Wanted to get rid of suffering. Um, so I fortunately found IMS through my son and um, was practicing to suffer less, you know, to get rid of suffering. And uh, uh, I thought I was doing pretty well, but I think yesterday the slide I mentioned that even pleasant feelings are dukkha. So now, you know, everything looks like dukkha, how do I cope with it? <laughs> um, so... Um, I think the answer is that if you don't grasp the pleasant things, um, it's not dukkha. Or, and if you don't push them away, the painful things, it's not dukkha. But I'm not sure. I mean, being in the woods and, and uh, having a pleasant experience, uh, when, it, when that, like a butterfly landing on, you know, and then it goes away, there was no, like, grasping. That's just happened. So that's fine. But... It's a different story when you have pain. Uh, it's harder uh, to accept that. Mm-hmm. So, how how does one deal with mm-hmm. all these things? Mm-hmm. ดุขะเพียรตามมาลุตุมะโหมะโหดุขะที่มาได้ไปอ่ะเออลุมะติอยู่หมู่ดุขะอนาเลยมาอนาเลยดุขะอยู่ตัวมะเพียงลุตามห
essentially it's greed and aversion. So it's not the grasping onto pleasant, it's just the grasping, which is the work of greed. It's not the pushing away of whether pleasant or unpleasant, um, it's actually aversion which does the work of pushing. Um, so the objects are all equal. It's when greed comes in, then it grasps, because when greed is there, it thinks what it is experiencing is um, pleasurable. So it might not be pleasurable to someone else, it might be pleasurable to another. So the, the objects have no value. It's the, <coughs> it's the value judgment of greed or aversion. And so that's what we have to work with. Uh, not the experience when we work with greed and aversion, it can come to a, a state, state where um, greed is not pulling so much and, or not pulling and aversion is not pushing. And in that state, he says, experience can be seen for what it is. And when you have many experiences like that, he says the mind begins to understand that actually all objects are equal. The practice is not to reduce suffering or to get rid of suffering. The practice is to understand, right. understand it. All the three characteristics, impermanence, dukkha, and I won't call it suffering, dukkha and um, anatta, are to be understood. We can't think about them. ก็ซึ่งเป็นเรื่องที่ดีที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่สุดที่
but there, uh, for some pain or suffering, there are things you can do. For my arthritis, I can do certain things to make it So when there is pain, he says the culprit is really aversion. The mind that doesn't like it, the mind that can't stand it, the mind that is having difficulty. And that's what you have to observe, not the pain, not the physical itself, but the, the mental. Chili China. Do you like chili? Hot. It's hot. Um, when I was young, no, but now, yes. <laughs> Do you see that chili is the same? The value judgment of the mind has changed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when you can take care of the mind, it's value judgment the of the, yeah, the it's value judgment of the same experience will change. Some people like very much. Wow. <laughs> Some people I don't like, but hot is hot. See, see there, hot, hot. But hot is just hot. It's always the same. Yeah. Idea. So the taste that changed as well as the mind, the taste of the mouth. No, it's it's the value judgment of the mind that changes. When the mind likes it, then it the becomes alright. The mind think right. this is a good. Uh, it can become like the mind think this is not good. That's uh, painful. Uh, yeah. Good idea, Yeah. So it's the idea of the mind that changes its perception of the the experience. So that's why he says to watch aversion when you have pain, because when you watch the aversion directly, there's a chance to relax the aversion and maybe the aversion. So when you watch the aversion and the aversion um, goes down, and when there's no aversion, he says, then you look to see how your mind perceives the pain that you had before. And it's the same with if it was hot food that the mind was having difficulty with when the when the resistance of the aversion or the difficulty in the mind dies down, then that same experience, then then the mind sees that it's just what it is. It changes. But just object? That, just it's experience? just an object. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to when there's aversion or delusion or greed in the mind, he says, that's the lens through which the mind observes. So when there's greed, it's like blue. When it's red, when it's aversion, it's like red. When it's delusion, it's like black. Yeah. He says when people are fighting, he says some people avoid it. They don't want to see it. Some people come to look, come but to watch. They might even pay money to walk, make bets on the outcome, you know. Why? So the value judgment of different minds. Some people find this sort of thing frightening. Some people find it stimulating. Their value judgment. To judgment, you now see the other yeah. So, so it's those judgments that you know that are motivated by the greed or the aversion in our minds. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
world is so full of violence and tenderness. Yeah. And why is it so extreme? Why is the world so diverse? It's all different minds, different values. Now we're trying to put on the glasses with the colorless glasses. We're trying to put them on. Then we will see things as they are. Yeah, he says, you know, Dukkha is not to be feared. He says, the moment we hear about Dukkha, we're like... Yeah, because he says, Dukkha was translated as suffering, and we only understand physical or mental suffering, feeling suffering. But he says, that's not Dukkha. Yeah, although that is the... First, there's three le- three layers of dukkha, and the first one, dukkha dukkha, is our physical and mental suffering. But there is a, a another layer. Yeah, there's two other levels, and the the third understanding of dukkha. That's a very deep level of understanding, and that's sankara dukkha. It's uh, you can only understand it. We can't think about it. I've read it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is along the same lines. Um, from the first night that we really had these really good brownies. Yeah. And so I was eating it, and then the mindfulness got fast, and I was just like, okay, I can feel the texture and the sweetness, and then I was like, no, I like the concept more. That's delicious. Yeah. So it's kind of it kind of my mind sort of chose the concept over awareness the way it was. Yeah, the way it was. I was like I don't like that. I like I like the fact that I think it's delicious better. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is Green's territory. He said it wants to rule. This is now awareness and wisdom are trying to get a foothold, trying to get into the country. <laughs> So my question is: a, a, Does a liberated person eat something enjoyable, and they just they don't they don't think of it that way? No, Yeah, because they're not um, pulled by greed and aversion. They're still eating, but they enjoy a different. They they have peacefulness. They enjoy the annoying. Yeah, they enjoy yeah, the annoying. They they are reveling in the dharma. Yeah. So they are enjoying a taste, but it's the taste of the dharma. Yeah. yeah. They, they're living. Yes, they are still living. <laughs> 
He says when when there's real presence, when the mind is very much in the present moment and aware and it's um it loves the present moment, he says then when we finish the present moment it leaves it behind because the next moment is also new and, 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 and wonderful as it is. He says, But when greed and aversion are there they they, they get they they stay behind. They want to recreate the experience in the mind over and over again. Do they, is this good? How to do this? <laughs> Next time how to make this? Because they are creating. And for those who you know who have aversion, they will complain and it will continue after they've eaten, you know, what the hell did they cook and now I'm gonna blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Then they'll write a note to the They write a note to the cook. Only they need to complain, then they can eat very well. <laughs> they can sleep very well. <laughs> okay, just joking. <laughs> I can go next. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It's been. At first, I was challenged by it um, when it first came that there was no structure, like no definite times. Yeah. So I had some resistance to that because I sort of was longing for like structure because I don't have a lot of structure in my life. So. Mm. Um, yeah. So <coughs> I adapted. Okay. And, um, gives you more time to like you know take longer walks or whatever. But um, yeah, sometimes. I, I find it challenging just to um, continue the mindfulness to keep it going because it's easy for me to lose it sometimes if I go outside, and especially if I walk fast, which I like to get exercise, so it's harder to maintain it when you're walking fast, but when I slow down, then it's definitely easier. Stop. And, yeah. Do your it. Do the masala, run structure, machine, do nene, era, nene, tune, reba, so seka. ตู่บ่ว่ามาเลยเต้สตรัคเจอร์แมชีนเราตัวดิโอไลน์เนี่ยเนี่ยปုံซันชื่อเราจ่ายแต่ดังนั้นตู่ตู่อเซมเปียน
the need to remain aware. He used to go jogging and be aware. It's really good, he said. Oh, breathing is very strong. You can know the breath, pounding. Very good samadhi, he said. Samadhi has nothing to do with the body being still. It's just the mind getting really... Continuous awake. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to ask the yogis to run around if possible. Yeah, he says you get samadhi really quickly, concentrating on an activity. You know, there are people who cycle and they get really concentrated. And, you know, sports people, they have really good samadhi and very good awareness. Yeah, very good. All you have to do, he says, is change the view to right view and they'll be playing basketball and meditating. Yeah, you can practice with the basketball also. Yeah. <laughs> I play the ping pong very, very much. He plays table tennis. And aware and if aware and playing, I know everything. And also every day I play the increasing the uh, skillful is increasing because I know the ball, how touching and hand how to do. Every day I do it slowly, naturally, just knowing. The skillful is increasing. Just play. Be aware and play. Just the skillful is become increasing. Because the mind knows everything. And everything. also sometimes it's become uh, like automatic. Boom, 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 boom. Nothing, no need to think about this. So, faster, uh, action fast is not important. Mm-hmm. Awareness, skill, awareness first is more important, more skillful to be aware. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying, I find that being really still is really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just lack of skill. So don't rely on stillness to develop awareness. Yeah. Everybody finds it easier to be aware when they're still. But that's the beginning. But we we want to become skillful. Yeah, we want to become expert at awareness. Yeah. So we want the mindfulness to out us. We want us to be able to be mindful even when we're moving around. He says. The, yeah, the nature, theoretically, if you compare the nature of the mind and the body, the body, the mind is 17 times faster than the body. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that the mind can't keep up with the body. No way. <laughs> 17 times. 17 times. Yeah, theoretically, in the, in the scriptures, it says that for every rupa, for every... Um, every physical um, element that arises, the mind element arises 17 times. Mm-hmm. So the mind is 17 times faster than the body. Mm-hmm. He says, for one action, do you know how many 
billions of mines, trillions, maybe more than that, mines have already Even on a pretty gross level, he says, you know, if you want to move your arm, the mind has already thought about not just the intention, you know, how how much energy to use, like do you do like that or do do like that, you know, how much energy to use, um, how far to move it, um, how much to lift it, how to do it, what it should engage in order to affect that action. You know, if you go up a stair, the mind is already calculated the depth, the distance and everything, otherwise you would fall or, or hit something. He says when we close the door, the mind thinks about how much energy to use so you don't bang it. Yeah. yeah if we close this like a car door, it would be really loud. <laughs> bang. So the mind does so many things before we act. When our mindfulness is not so good, he says, then you know, we know things after we've done it. But if our awareness becomes better, we do feel like we know many things in the present moment. And he doesn't recommend that we do things fast, so to speak, but he's also saying we don't need to do it slow. He says what feels natural in the present moment is what is best and helps the mindfulness. So just be... He says when we are trying to be mindful, it's helpful to let the rest of us, ourself, be as natural as it needs to be. Because he says we're, we're trying to develop mindfulness and we have to sort of control that, right? Because we, we're having to put in effort to do that. If we also have to control something else, the mind has so many things to do. So if we would let the, the rest of our mind and body do its own thing, and then just work on awareness, yeah, and just work on awareness, then we have less work, because all we have to do is awareness. Then it feels... Then the, the, the mindfulness is free to do it in a relaxed way. Because all your attention is on the mindfulness. Yeah. Because of nature, alone, alone, nature, the power, the control, the power, 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 the we, um, but if we walked slowly, we would have to control our movements. We'd have to put more attention to that. He says then less energy is given to the mindfulness. But if we walk naturally, we wouldn't have to think about walking. Then all we have to do is be mindful. I, I saw one man practicing. He's walking like this. 
Yeah. <laughs> Monk was walking. The leg, lifting. The leg, like, le- one leg very stiff, another leg lifting, and then moving forward, and then putting down, almost like in a square. What? Yeah. He's walking like that an hour. Yeah. But if, when he looked at his face, his face was red. <laughs> After sitting. And then, <laughs> more energy. And after that, when he sat, then he would be sleepy. <laughs> after sitting, after one hour, after one hour walking, when did he sit? When he sit, yeah. yeah. After sitting at time oh, P. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time yeah. Then the whole hour is cannot head cannot get up. <laughs> Use a lot of energy. Do me now, Chi. Do the chow go? Yeah, yeah. Do take that. He said, because that guy was controlling his movement so much. Yeah. So natural, pure in the bhava pitting. Yeah. So he says, just keep your body as natural as possible. Do things naturally. Okay. How you would always do it. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, sometimes, uh, I mean, there's a type uh, of practice that happens for me where, uh, you know, things are all pretty good uh, as far as momentum and, uh, uh, you know, sasin uh, is happening. Um, maybe not continuous. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, those continuous times they'll jump off and get kind of choppy. Okay. Um, and I mean, human. Uh, something I read a book about. Um, after thinking a thought, checking the body, mm-hmm. uh, feeling. Yes. And that's really seems to help me a lot. Mm. Um, once, I remember to go back and ask myself what my mind is doing. Mm-hmm. And just to remember that, by, because I can remember more easily what my mind is feeling like. Mm-hmm. So I do that, and that's all nice. Um, and uh, then sometimes, now I'm finding that, um, well besides, uh, it's fun. Or it's interesting seeing how, you know, if there's a version, a lot of times there's a, uh, a, I mean, a screaming motion of his face. Um, and that for brain, I mean, you know, feeling with that grasping, generally it's kind of here that I feel it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll try to feel my toes or feel my hand, mm-hmm. see what, and that's a little harder for me to suss out. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes, but now sometimes I'm feeling. Parts of my body I didn't feel before, but and mm-hmm. I like it's fun to kind of explore. I try not to. I guess it's not too good to spend a whole lot of time mindlessly. Sorry, I didn't get that. So I guess it's not too. Much. I don't know. I just have fun sometimes going in there, and I'll try to remember to be mindful of that. I don't know what she's thinking about messing around with that new 
You know, the feeling of choppiness. This is actually it's because the mindfulness is better, so you notice that you're losing it more. Ah, see, pala, ah, kau lah, mana di mana? Yeah, hello. Yeah. Okay. But that's good. And number two, South Thai mai cha ta khutu san chi de de. Oh, say twee dai ba kan zai le lu chi de. Suro tu chi de de. Um, tu chi de number two ta khat le ma mi de. Oh, say ka ba lu ni le lu pian chi bo. Tama say ka ba kan zai ni le lu chi ar pol le de. Number two pion mai so ine. Tu say ခံစားမှုတွေသူမတိကတဲ့ဟာတွေသူတိလာတယ်အဲအာနောက်ပြောတူအဲ့လိုပဲရှောက်လုံးနေတယ်တဲ့ပြောစရာကောင်းတယ
Which Why? Because then they're saying. Because it's pulo, a pushilo. Pula, a pula. a pula. Is there no heat on the other side? Oh. <laughs> 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 Why why does it become more obvious on one side? Why it is tension is over there. The TI machine. So the mind is there. The mind is involved. We can't just think about what the physical thing that we're doing. We have to think about how the mind is involved in the process of knowing. If our attention is more on the finger, we feel it more in the finger. If our attention is in the thumb, then we feel it more in the thumb. When he was trying to practice at home uh, continuously, he said he was... So his main thing was always trying to have the awareness, so to keep his mind gathered. And one of the things he did was sit with his hands steepled together, and then he would switch through the fingers. So he would like pay attention to one one finger sensation touching, one one pair of fingers touching, and then... And he would just watch that until that sensation became so obvious that the others faded. Once he got that, he would switch to another finger. Then he would bring that, you know, once that came, became obvious, then he would switch to another finger. And so his, you know, his awareness was continuous while he was... His teacher said, just try to be aware of something have awareness. He says, don't leave your mind alone. Don't let it be f- have idle time. Um, so he came up with things to know just to keep himself there yeah, in the moment. If he got bored of one thing, another thing. Six sense objects, he tried everything. I, I, seeing, hearing, whatever. Touching. Yes. Um, is it worth spending much time seeing if what I'm aware of is a direct perception as opposed to a concept? Uh, and you yesterday ran through about six or seven terms for concept. Oh, yeah. Size, color, shape, uh, time, shape. distance. Is it yeah. Are those in a book or trying to memorize that or No. Tapiore T Mina Kuati in Kuachachink oh Pinaku Yautes or he says, you know, regardless of what object we take, even the touching, he says initially, even a touching sensation, we, we, when we try to be aware of it, there's some visualization involved. So there's always some, a little bit of concept involved in our awareness in the beginning. And it's only as we become continuously aware that the mind right, then again, 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 sees through and feels the reality or, or senses the reality. And so it is with seeing. So in, it, initially, it seems like the mind goes to the concept all the time, but you have the information about what concept is, what is not concept. 
and you just keep doing it, and then the mind sort of tunes into it. It's the same with thinking mind, right? Initially, when we start trying to be aware of thinking mind, we get lost in the story. We get lost in the story over and over until the mind tunes in, and then it's able to know the mind is thinking while the story is going on. Yeah. Yeah. He says, that's why it feels difficult to... It's difficult to know the mind because unlike the things that we're used to knowing, which is all concepts, he says the mind is not solid, it's abstract. And um, But he says it's just with repeated you know, hearing about it and bringing awareness to the practice, remembering that these are supposed to be mine, that's supposed to be mine, and, and slowly we tune in. Um, but it's just practice. It just takes time. So I think one more, one more person. Yes. I don't, I don't think I have very much to report. <laughs> that's why I do like this. Which is probably not uh, <laughs> true, but... Because I'm young, I'm going to get off home today. I'm going to get off home today. I'm doing my best to, you know, keep my awareness of what's going on. And sometimes it's very painful, and sometimes it's not. And it's painful. And it's painful. It's painful. It's painful. It's painful. It's painful. So when when it is painful, it's okay. Though. Oh. It is really, you know, it's really okay. You look at the version. Step it back and okay. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm objectively, objectively, you can watch it. I think so. Objective, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. And although I think so, you know, this morning, right? Okay. That's okay. Okay. Um, and this so you understand, he says, yeah. at this point you don't have to force awareness to be here. Yeah. And, and I do want to keep it when I leave. So okay. He just wants to know, why did you get to the point where you wanted to take a day off? <laughs> I was trying too hard. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Too, too hard, I was sure out of my mind. So, so you did the right thing to take the break? Yeah, right. Well, there was no break. <laughs> 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 break. Well, break. 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 Yeah, he says you just uh, took a break on the yeah, the me efforting, the, the the defilement that was still trying to to do. Um, 
the delusion that yeah, thought it's needed to But it's really interesting, he says. He says, you know, every moment of awareness, the awareness is wholesome, and it doesn't go to waste. It will have its fruit one day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So next. So that's all the first group. So just can open it up. I'm quite often aware of the absence of something. What? So like when you were doing this, I was aware of the space inside. Okay, so sometimes I'll hear a sound, mm -hmm. and then a while later I'll be aware of the absence of the sound. Yeah. yeah. Absence of the sound. ตัวเนี่ยตัวมันแมจิงตัวมาชิดเอาตัวที่อุปมาดิอาทิไคในเชมาตัวดินามาคุยนี่แหละโลตัวที่ดินนี่แหละแค่ยังไงคิดก่อ
shop. He likes to call it shop. I don't know that it works very well in English, but yeah. No, we can say shop. I don't know. The the meaning in Burmese is almost like tete is also used for intelligent. You know, so it's like someone who's sharp, sharp minded, intelligent. Yeah, that that's how he means for the awareness. But when we just say sharp, people just think of a knife. Yeah. He says, you know, it's funny about this, uh, what he's talking about, like sharpness. Um, it's about being able to see different points of view. He says, and you know how we can be that sometimes we can't see another point of view? We just can't understand it. Yeah, and sometimes people point it out to us and then we see. And sometimes we can't. Yeah. Yeah, he says a very simple this uh, example. He says, when we see someone, what do we see? We think we see someone, but what has the mind tuned into? Some people tune into the clothes, some people tune into the hair, some people the, the face, some people the... You know, what are we tuning into? Yeah, and that's what we sort of, that's what the mind works on most for ourselves, what our mind has tuned into. Yeah. Yeah. He says, if we're practicing Vipassana and we're watching our mind a lot, we might tune into that mind and start thinking, I wonder what that person is thinking. <laughs> what is going on in there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on the subject of seeing, um, I've been walking a lot outside the last few days, probably spending three, four hours a day. Mm, I shall. Uh, hiking mm. and walking, and after, and I've tr- my awareness was much on seeing uh, because it's a channel I usually don't. Tune in that much on yeah. a continuous basis. You know, say that after a while, there is almost this sense of a hyper reality in the way my perception sees. So the colors I intensify, the, uh, the trees look. You know, it's So there is a kind of a, almost a magical or more intensive vision of what I would normally see. It's because the awareness is more on the things that you see rather than the seeing itself. And what happens is at night, I went to, you know, the last two nights, I, when I went to sleep and I tried to go to sleep, close my eyes, I oh. see all these things. Getting these pictures and they are pretty intense and normally what I'm more am used to is thoughts, yeah. but this is no thoughts, Images. this is all visual. Yeah. Is that because I've over... Memory, memory of your 
Have the focus load her. Ah, focus load her. It's because you know, um, and although Sarah Sarah says that when you two thousand did it. Two thousand two thousand alone. Eight hundred alone. Thirty eight. Lost memory. Remember double yet after option. He says, the thing is that you're trying very hard to be aware, but the the attention is on the the concepts outside. And um, and you're trying very hard, so you're focusing almost on the outside. And when we focus, that's when things start to feel like they're hyper reality. They become magnified or mm-hmm. or more clear or more mm-hmm. um, brilliant. Focus on the situation. So that's focusing, and it's actually sort of like um, heightening our experience of the concepts. Yes. And the, and and then it gets very strongly imprinted in your perception or your memory yes. because. Um, yes. Because it's a you know a different experience, yes. but it's experience of the concept. So then, when you sleep, then those images come up in the mind because they've been imprinted. Yes, because you've been focusing out. A bit like watching thinking mind, okay? It's not, not so much a, a focusing less at all. It's about not focusing uh, and not looking at the things that you see. Not trying to look at the things that you see. So you have your eyes open and the recognition that you want to do is the fact that you can see. You're not blind, so seeing can happen. Mm-hmm. I can see. And that's all. Not... So... N- not actually trying to see, you know, other than the functional need to see because you or look because you need to walk and where you go and all that. Other than that, just recognizing the fact that that the ability to see is present. Yeah. So he'd say, like the thinking mind, um, be aware of all the other objects. You know, standing, walking, sensations in the body, and the mind might remember to become aware of seeing. And, and that's all. When, you, when the mind notices seeing, recognizing, and come back, just that's like the enough. thoughts, like not to get lost in thought, you know, so we just yeah. recognize there's thinking mind and then come back to the other oh, objects. Just, yeah, okay. It should be just like that, just a mere acknowledgement. Yeah. When we try to uh, deliberately uh, be aware of seeing and we haven't tuned into just seeing yet, then automatically the attention gets focused out onto see, the things, things we see. Things see yeah, yeah, it gets to the see, things yeah. that we see, yeah. And that gives that hyper-reality yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, you can also um, recognize looking. Recognize that the mind is looking. And looking is the directing of the mind's attention to something that it sees. But what you want to see is the movement of the mind. Again, not the thing that you're looking at, but the movement of the mind to look. Okay? Thank you. Yes? Is the seeing then, uh, is this the uh, a right view of seeing to, to kind of receive it almost, as opposed to go on? Yeah, yeah, receiving better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, receiving. We're not looking at anything. Mm-hmm. Just see it is a 180 degree. Then your eye become big. But also not receiving the things that. It's just here. 
it's like now when you're just looking, you can sort of see the whole room oh, all TV, the way to TV, the edges, TV right? Screen, it's like a TV screen. TV screen, bina dikajira. Jodia di mababo. If you go to the edge of the TV screen, look at it from the side. He says it's like all. Image, all it's like a two D image. It's a two dimensional image, you know, like on the screen. If you look at it from the edge, it's like that. <laughs> Just practice. Lots of practice. Looking, looking at you, yeah. Looking, looking is good. Yeah, looking is good too. Looking is also a much easier to tune into. You go the, and see this. The mind is looking. Look. look this, look there. The mind is looking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, a couple of days ago, I was walking, practicing walking, and I remembered something uh, a teacher had said a few years ago when I was having trouble walking which was to put intention on the awareness before knowing it. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that awareness was like that, that I could intend to be, be aware. aware. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something changed. Yeah. And I realized that it was much easier. And before that, I had, I, then I realized that before that I had been trying to be aware, like, with great striving. Mm. And um, the different, it was before it was like pulling an elephant to, to be aware of <laughs> a lot of the time. And now it's more like um, putting the glasses on and off. Wow. Do you love เออนี่ยสมมุติว่าเราเนี่ยเออโอ้ยเนาะตุลันชอบกะตีโบจูซ่าเราพ้นยิดบาตุอ่ะเปียวเลยเอ้ยเจนเนาะเอาเสียเส
ကောင်းတယ်တယ်ဒီထလို့ကောင်းတယ်ညနေကြတော့သူထိုင်းတာအိမ်ငိုက်တယ်တယ်အဲ့ဒီသူစတိအဲ့လို့ကောင်းဝ
you know, the, the quality of the mind with and without awareness. Yeah. And because when my mind is lost in the story or thinking mm. constantly, it's so tiring. Mm. So mm. I really have the insight now, I can feel it in my body that I, I feel better when I'm more aware. Yes. He says, you know, the discovery of the benefits of awareness, of the the great good that awareness brings to us in any form. The discovery of any of the forms that it helps us, he says, is um, good because it gives us faith in the practice. And then I was thinking that if we went around to every person that's on this retreat and mm-hmm. asked how long they've been practicing, yeah, mm-hmm. it would probably be like 2,000 years combined. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of, of energy, you know, of all yeah. the years that... Yeah. ดิอ่ะไอ้มันติงกันเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวอารมณ์ผมมันเนี่ยอาทุกคุเลลุมีเนี่ยตะชุรอันนี้เนี่ยเสียอันน
And I find myself like um, notice the sound or bread or touching point, and and then I lost that awareness again and again. <laughs> and I wonder how I can um, keep the awareness more continuous. Mm -hmm. So I try to change the um, object deliberately like mm. but when you lose the awareness what happens? Drift into the drowsiness. Oh, mm. And then I come out mm. and uh, sometimes I I wake up with the vibration in the center of the body, sometimes chugging me in the hand mm. and that's how I know I slip into mm. the drowsiness. <laughs> so I've been trying to um, not slip into the drowsiness so Try to change the object deliberately, like mm. stay here for a while and then jumping to the sound and jumping to. I just, but still, the drowsiness comes. <laughs> At that time, uh, I know that I know there is awareness, but it's, it's not clear. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You know, he uh, said to her not to look at the objects, but to to look at the awareness. Not so, as long as I know that I'm drowsy, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, drowsy ne ti da ne na ku na ku siya mo. Ti ni da upu kiu sa mo. But. Not the drowsiness and the awareness, but pay more attention to the awareness because if you look directly at the drowsiness, you can yeah, see it. Yeah. Sometimes I know too, but sometimes I Awareness is not strong enough. Ask a question. Make the mind busy. Don't leave it alone. Yeah. Getting to the edge of the cliff, you'll fall over. So you've got to do something. Pull back. Use effort, use wisdom, think about how to practice. Remind yourself. Think, think, think. think. In sunshine, um, my meditation sitting practice is like... Sometimes, sometimes it's uh, very good. Good to me is that I can maintain the awareness. Mm. Sometimes struggle, mm. and then um, I see a lot of the whole day. My mind state change. And then look at it, and sometimes I ask myself, "What am I doing?" <laughs> when I feel confused, and then my state is tense, and then I I say, "What am I doing here?" Yes. And also, I, also just recognize. <laughs> a lot of mind state, and then and then I look at the defi a lot of defilement, and then sometimes I feel like so discouraging. Sometimes I feel like so encouraging. So. How do you give up the aspiration to practice? So he says, you're aware of all this, but appreciate the awareness. It's because you're aware that you know all this. So, so keep appreciating awareness. Doing work. 
Understanding brings acceptance, he says, but to get to that understanding, he says, we have to go through those experiences. So experiences are good, he says, he wants us to go through experiences. Whatever, experience is experience. He says toll Whether it's a new car or an old car, a good experience or a bad experience, the toll is awareness. So you get the money. That's it. No? Okay. Don't feel discouraged, he said. Just because the mind wants something that it feels discouraged. Okay. Yes. I'm wondering, is there is there awareness that does not change, and our experience or our ability to access the awareness changes, but some awareness that does not change? Mm-hmm. No, awareness is also always changing because it's the mind. It's like a, I don't know about these lights, you know the uh, alternating current lights, the tube lights, you know, they're actually flickering. It's like that, but because it's so fast, we feel like the light is always present. And that's what our mind is like. It's always flickering, but we feel like it's always there because it's so fast. It's like a flow of water, like a river. You know, it's because all those droplets are flowing that we see the river. If someone dammed it up, the river would run out. What 
Nichts hier, nichts da. Der Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.